Hey everyone, are you ready to get fired up? Because I sure am. I have Kim Walsh Phillips here. She is a member of my inner circle with Russell Brunson and I'm super excited to be here. Before she um, goes up, let me just say what she's going to be talking about today. She's going to be talking about how to create content that truly reflects your true authentic self so you can attract the right ideal um uh, clients. And she's going to be giving you a content strategy for that, which I'm super excited about. Some of her great things that she's done is she actually wrote a book with Dan Kennedy, the OG of internet marketing, as well as she is the personal coach for Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. Let's get you fired up financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Kim, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. You're one of the like few people that are as happy as I am. And you're also like shorter than me, which is really cool. <laughs> Yeah, more ounce of joy per per square inch, right? Than anybody else. That's yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love it. Okay, so talk to me. So, um, I know that we we had talked about like you were super excited to talk about this, and I am too. So mm. help us. Like, how do we show up like who we really are? What's amazing is that people all the time talk about like be authentic. And I think it's so hard to know what the heck does that mean? Does that mean I have to show up without any makeup on? Because for me, that's like I subscribe to Dolly Parton's philosophy that if they take me in the ambulance, I want to have a full face on, you know what I'm saying? Like, so authentic to me is made up. So I think like there's some confusion. What does it mean? So if it's cool with you, I think we could talk about what does it actually mean to show up authentically? How do you do it? And how do you use that to attract your right fit clients? Would that be cool? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, cool. So the first step you're going to do is come up with a list of things you don't like that is done in your industry. Now, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be naming specific competitors. And in fact, I probably shouldn't, although I do. I literally say from the mountaintops that I don't like the advice that Gary Vaynerchuk gives because he tells people that they should work 24 seven and sacrifice their health and their family to grow their business. I think that is dangerous advice and I don't like it. So I call him out specifically. You don't have to have as much chutzpah as we say as me. You can be broad, but pick something you don't like that people do in your industry. So what's an example, Krista? What's something that you don't like that some realtors might do? Um, open houses and cold calling and door knocking. Like, and, and you know, the funny thing is coaches and they're still telling people to do it. Uh, new agents alike, especially with everything going on in the world right now, it's dangerous. It's It takes up way too much time. You're marketing one-to-one -one instead of one-to-many. And so I'm totally like not into that. <laughs> right, okay. So that would be a great example not a cold calling, knocking on people's doors to get business, right? That's something that is broken in your industry because it puts the realtor in a place of not having value, putting them in danger, and they're not having nearly the amount of impact that they could have if they do something different, right? A thousand percent. 
So that's the first thing that we do is we create a column one and you come up with at least 10 things that you don't like that are done in your industry, okay? Step two is you match up what you do that's different. So you tell me what is one strategy that you do that's different? Creating that video. You're not gonna knock, what am I gonna do? Yeah, so I, I create video content and I distribute, I run Facebook ads and, and take that content and distribute it to the masses in my community. So I'm seen by like thousands of people uh, instead of one person. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that's the exact thing. I can have the same impact that is safe, that is measurable, and that is scalable. So I'm taking the thing that I don't like that they do in my industry and telling them what I do that's different. And then I tell a story relating all the pieces together. So the story piece can be either exact match or it could be a little different. So let me give you an example. Some of my things that I don't like me, I teach people how to scale their business online. And because of that, there's a lot of things that I don't like that is done in my industry. One of the things I don't like is that I find inside a lot of people's coaching programs, the guru shares this big idea, but he or she never breaks it down to give people the step-by-step. -step. So they know they're supposed to do something. They think they should be doing something, but they really aren't ever equipped to get it done. Like that's something I don't dislike. And then the people in the coaching program think that they're broken when it's actually the methodology that's broken because they're not being taught how to do it. Okay. That's that that some coaches that people are actually paying are telling them what to do and not telling them exactly how to do it. Right. They'll instead just say, here's what I do, but they never say, here's how you do it. Right. Oh, that's ridiculous. Okay. So then I would compare it to a story. It was like this. So I am a, I am a goddess of liking the darker skin color on myself, but I don't want to be out in the sun. And so I spray tan. I'm a spray tanning person that I love it so much. So I'm going to this tanning salon and I go to get my spray tan and I usually use one type of spray tan, but there was a long line for it. So I say, okay, I'll go to the other one. I'll use the other kind of booth. And I go in the other booth and as I'm getting into the booth, it starts spraying. Now, the one that I normally go and walks you through, she says, put right foot on one, put left foot on two, hold your head up, turn to the side. And every step along the way, she talks through. Now being combated by sprayer of tanning solution in places where nobody should go, especially a tanning solution. And what I came to find out was step by step, right? So that's me taking a story that is not the exact thing that I'm talking about, but demonstrates what I am saying. So now I can wrap up that story with. That's why it's not weird that you need a step-by-step -step in a program and not everybody gets that, but I think it's wrong. If we're going to be a coach, we need to be willing to take the time to break down our process and teach it that way. So you're going to take the thing that you don't like that they do. Then you're going to take an example of how you do it differently. And then you're going to have a story that's going to demonstrate that point of view. Now, what's so cool about this is once you create your little chart, keep it in your phone. And you're going to think up different stories that will come up that you could apply back to those points of view. I call it the point of view content matrix. Now, the fun thing about this is there's stuff in pop culture that happens all the time too. And if you have examples of how this, of what you're trying to, or you have points of view that you already have established, you can take things from 
pop culture and apply it. There was the whole Kanye West situation and we're not gonna get into anything good, bad and different. It was an example of if you don't own your list, you might not be able to communicate with them tomorrow. I could apply that to people who aren't growing their list or building oh, their explain business. explain that to me that because he was doing it on the Kardashians. Like his social media was mainly on hers so that when she didn't like you anymore, he kind of was like, oh crap, I don't have any. Is that what that means? No, he was kicked off of Instagram. He was, his oh. account was banned. Oh, wow. So if you don't, if you don't grow your own list and you're only yeah. growing your list on social and you never collect the lead, you're now at the mercy of the social media network allowing you to stay there in order to run your business. Okay. So Kanye West, I didn't realize he got kicked off of Instagram after the whole thing with his wife. Yep. Wow. Well, it wasn't just his wife. It was a lot of stuff in his business. He made a lot of anti-Semitic, a lot of, there's a lot of political things in his, what he did. It's a little wackadoodle pants. But what we'll say is if we are growing business on platforms we don't own, we then don't own the lead and we have to collect it in a different way. So I can relate that scenario to growing your situation. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I love it. Okay, that's awesome. Now let's go back to the tanning solution here. I, I don't like to get, I'm getting older, you know, so I mean, I'm really cautious of, I used to fry with baby oil and all that stuff. But now, and I mean, I'm Italian, so I can get pretty dang dark, but I haven't been able to find a good tanning solution that doesn't make me smell like a dirty, wet German shepherd dog. I swear <laughs> to God. And my husband, like, he won't have sex with me for like a week when I have the tanning stuff on. And I, but I love the way I look that I'm tan. Is there the best solution out there that doesn't stink? Do you know? I don't, I don't the one, I only go to the booth and I get it professionally done. I don't use an at home. But um, I feel like that stinks too. Do you, does it not smell? No, they use, they have a treatment they can do that actually creates a nice fragrance. So no, yeah. Really? Add in, yeah. They've solved yeah, that. You had me a tanning saloon. I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta <laughs> do that. Okay, good. So that makes sense. So figure out things that you like in your industry, thing, th find out things you don't like, and then yeah. kind of cross combine them or like use one against exactly. the other and then tell a story that's different that helps them understand it better. Yeah. And what I would say is I could do an example, like when it comes to realtor, I'm going to give you a couple examples. May, let's say you don't, like when realtors use phrases like it's cute when it's actually really small because you're bringing your clients to a location that isn't accurate. So what you can say something is like, what I don't like about my industry is they use terms that don't accurately depict what the home looks like. So what I do is I go and view it before I bring you to it. I'm not relying upon the description and wasting your time. So that would be an example of that. And then we could say, it's kind of like when I was single and I went out on a date and the guy described himself as 6'3 and I have someone who can't reach the counter. Like you could apply it, you know, you can relate it back to a dating story. That would be one example. Another one would be when a, um, what I don't like is when a realtor has an open house in a home that's already under contract. And they're just doing it in order to get more leads. What they're doing is wasting your time to see a property for their marketing. It's not your job to do the marketing for them. So then they could do another story there. And it could be something like, it's like when I go out to dinner that I have to flag down the waiter or waitress each time we want our glass filled. It's their job to actually keep it on the table and serve us. That's what it should be like when you're working with a realtor. So it's taking a thing you don't like in the industry 
something that you do that's differently, and then a story that would tie all the pieces together. Ooh, I like, okay, okay, so that's awesome. That's step number one of the content, like, you know, creating content that really, really matches you. Okay, so that's, okay, what's the next step? The next step then is to create a, a series of videos that will tell these stories and relate it back to your point of view. So you're going to turn this matrix into content. And what I would, you can start it with is ask them a question. Do you hate when a say something in your industry? So do you hate when a realtor invites you in an open house to a house that's already been sold? Yeah, me too. And then say, it's kind of like, then you tell your story. Then you wrap it up by saying, that's why we, and you tell them how what you do is different. So ask a question. It's kind of like, tell the story, wrap it up into how you do that's different. What you're going to do is use an amazing app called StreamYard. StreamYard will allow you to create all these videos in one sitting, and then you could schedule them all as though they're live and broadcast them each week in your channel or on your on your Facebook page, your uh, LinkedIn page, YouTube, and they can publish on a regular basis, creating this incredible authority content based on your point of view. Oh, I like it. So do you, um, I was going to ask you, which I lost, lost the, the track. Of so do you do all your recordings like in one day and change your outfit and stuff like that? I do. I try to. And that's actually why right now when you and I are recording, I have a black t-shirt on because I'll say I have a bunch of different colored and really nice blazers and jackets and covered. Ooh. And so I just flip those out. So I'm not messing up the hair and the makeup. I just flip out different jackets or something to go on top of it. Different earrings I'll pop out for different color. And I just record a bunch all in one sitting. Oh, I, that's just where I do the same thing. It's crazy how much you can get done too. You know, I was just telling you like, I, um, I'm, I love doing content. I teach people how to create content, realtor specifically, but I've been finding lately that I'm having a little bit of reluctancy doing it. Like, so my goal is, is I, a couple of tricks. I get up in the morning and make sure my hair and makeup are done. I'm, I don't care if people see me without makeup, but I just do a better job when I actually have it on. This is kind yeah. of dirty hair day. That's why I threw it up. But and then I try to do it like before 10 a.m. First thing in the morning, like today, I've already done 12 TikToks. I'm so proud of myself. Um, That's awesome. Just today alone, I know. So it's kind of like figuring out what works for you and having these little hacks and strategies really, really helps. Okay. So I'm um, asking a question like, hey, do, don't you hate when people do this? Me too. Doing the whole strategy. I love that. All right. What's the next thing? Then you just decide what kind of call to action makes sense. Now, we know, you and I both know if it's YouTube, the call to action that makes sense is for them to watch another one of your videos because you want to be, the more minutes viewed is the more viewers you get on YouTube and other channels. It could be to an Instagram. It's obviously going to be, if it's in a story, they can go to a call to action for a link, but if not, they can just comment or they can like it and that will share it with other people. This content is not meant for direct call to action, but what's so exciting when you are doing this content on Facebook or on Instagram, you're then getting an audience that's being created that's called an engagement audience. That engagement audience is one that you can retarget with any offer you want. So people have been following you, they're viewing your content. They don't even need to have subscribed to your social media page. And now you can follow up with them with your ad of choice because, and that's only going to show to people who've already seen your stuff, know you, like you, trust you. And that's who you focus your advertising on. Oh, I like it. You speak my language, girl. <laughs> Absolutely speak my language. Okay. What else? What else? And you guys, this is like, 
I hope you're like me. I mean, I'm a I'm a a coach who is also a student. I love learning and listening. I people are like, oh, I already know that. I'm like, no, tell me more. I want more. I want more. And that's the reason why Ken and I both do so well in life and business because we are constantly trying to better ourselves. How can we improve? And little nuggets, right? Small hinges move big doors. So don't ever think you know it all because especially these platforms, they change so, so often. All right. What's your next nugget, Mrs. Walsh Phillips? I think, I think the final thing I'll just say is that people want to work with the best in the industry. So stop waiting for someone else to call you the best. Stop waiting for someone else to call you the leading expert. The leading experts, authorities, celebrities in your niche are quoted. Start quoting yourself, literally. Take thought leadership that are coming from those videos and turn them into quote posts and schedule them on your feed continually. Don't only pull from other people's quotes. Pull in your own content to be quoted and then grow your following. The thought leadership comes from people believing you have other people that follow you. It's why we make a purchase from something on Amazon when it has more reviews. The thought leadership component combined with the following with point of view content is how you can set yourself up as the authority in your niche. It's so true. And you know what? Perception is reality. When you're creating a lot of content, I'll tell you a story. I have an agent who was a brand new agent and she got voted in her area, best real estate agent. And she had never sold a house before. So her name is Sue LaFave, swear to you. And she wasn't like one of those ladies that were asking for reviews. She got voted best real estate agent without asking somebody to do reviews, for, you know, like to vote for her because she was constantly creating content about the community, about real estate, market updates, like, you know, interviewing local people. And so perception is reality. The more people see you, the more they see you talking about your industry, talking about real estate, talking about what's happening, um, good and bad, right? In the industry, the more they will see you as somebody of authority. Kim, this has been awesome. I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, tell people how they can learn more about you. I'm going to try to do it in between my dog barking because I can tell she wants to get out the door. Okay. Yeah. I'd love it. So um, we hold on. Let me go get her. Cause I'm going to snag it real quick. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll talk while you're gone. She's got her dog like mine. Oh my gosh. I'm going to show you guys something. If you look at that right there, see, see my baseboards. That is my dog eating my baseboards. She's a little puppy. She's eating my baseboards. Just yesterday she was, she ate her whole um, little mat that keeps the water from coming into the house. And she started to do it again today. I'll show you her. Hold on. Here's her. Here's my little Stormy. She's been getting little spankings lately because she has been being a bad little Stormy. In fact, her name when I first met her, we named her a Peaches. Say hello. Say hello. Hey. Say hello. This is she. Her name was Peaches. And then after about um, three days of owning her, I realized that there was nothing peachy about her. So we named her Shitstorm, otherwise known as Stormy. This is Stormy. Say hi. Hi, Daisy. Hi. Oh, hi, Daisy. <laughs> I was just showing. She was, she was in my kitchen. I didn't finish my lunch, and then she was just barking at it, hoping somehow it would magically fall in her mouth. Oh, I love it. You're lucky she didn't uh, jump up on the thing. She's a cutie pie. <laughs> um. Okay. So how how can people learn more about you? I know so you, I am the every, book you wrote was great. The book you wrote with you. Wrote thank with you. Thank you. Yeah, I have a, a. I'm everywhere under my three names, so it's easy to find me, Kim Walsh Phillips on your social media channel of choice. And then our free gift for you is called the audience builder blueprint.com. It's the audience builder blueprint.com. And it breaks down a lot of the strategies we were talking about today. The audience builder blueprint.com. I love it. I love it. Kim, thank you so much, everyone. She also has a podcast. I'm going to be on that. I think pretty soon here. I'm not sure when, but I know we, we did a little swap cast. So go to find her podcast as well. Kim, what's the name of your, your podcast? Facebook sales strategies. Facebook what? Sales strategies. 
Perfect. And the her free gift is theaudiencebuilderblueprint.com. Go to that and get that. Kim, thank you so much. This was super fun. You're amazing. Tons of energy. Shining. And I will see you pretty soon in Boise. Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, everyone, remember, hope you're just as fired up as I am. Go to theaudiencebuilderblueprint.com. And don't forget, knowledge is not power. Implementation is. So I want to start seeing your content and for you implementing the strategies that we just learned today from Kim. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Nothing's more valuable than your time. And I appreciate it more than anything you know. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.